Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode a hundred. No, not a hundred. Two hundred and sixteen. I was really confused. You you <laughs> didn't do the one countdown, and I thought I cut out. <laughs> <laughs> like Braden, uh, like uh, people behind the curtains, Braden went yeah. and starting in three, two. He did high. it the professional way. Yeah, he did it you the professional know, way. But I was sitting here scrambling <laughs> yeah, for a second, which Alex wasn't expecting. <laughs> I was what like, I was like, where, where, the where video, is everything? If you're wondering where the uh, the video of our cameras are this week is, uh, it, well, Alex didn't pack a uh, entire professional streaming setup. Um, because Alex is actually uh, coming at us live from the center of Australia. Of Alex, the, uh, how is thank it? you for spoiling my top secret mission to find re- renewable resources in the center of the earth. Now, yes. Yep, that's now what I'm doing out there. I'm, I'm Alex has teamed up with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Brendan Fraser, and he's journeying all the way down there. I like did that. Did they go so to I the center? Say Brendan, but you went for Dwayne did, did as they- well. Did they go to the center of the earth in the second movie? Or was that just an a bit of island fun? There's a second journey to the center of the earth? <laughs> yeah, that, rocks in it. that about sums it up. Yep, that's it. <laughs> uh, I'm no, Braden. I'm joined, as always, by the wonderful Alex. Hello. The wonderful Christian. Hello. And the wonderful Michael. Hello. Now, I, obviously, Alex is having fun out here escaping South Australia's cold weather. Are you sure? Into a, a nice, warm, cozy, up upwards of 25 degrees Place. in the middle of August. Have you seen my internet? Um, yeah, Alex's internet is, however, the downside. Um, well, that's just Australian internet. That's so true. Oh my god! I was looking at trying to like upgrade my family's home internet. Don't plan don't compare it to what I'm doing right now. Don't. <laughs> Back <laughs> yeah, off. true. True. Yeah. <laughs> what you tried to download Discord as an app and it just still didn't. going. <laughs> my god. Um. No, but uh, this is a movie and TV show podcast. It, 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 you wouldn't believe it, but it is. And uh, I tell you what. I have watched some films this past week. Um, I, if anyone was I listening forgot, to last week, I forgot that I watched a movie, and it's Ooh. on my letterbox. And I, it sums <laughs> it sums up the movie. To be honest, I was just that like, it I was completely left before, your brain. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting here before, and I couldn't tell you why I watched it. By the way, um, and I was just sitting here. We'll get to it later, though. Um, and I was okay. just sitting here, and I'm just like, what? What did I watch this week? Is there anything I can talk about? And I went, I watched that, didn't I? <laughs> just completely forgot. Was yeah. that a uh, was that a plane movie or? No, it wasn't. Wait, did you take a plane or did you drive? Oh, I'd still be there. I'd still be driving if I drove, wouldn't I, Chris? If I drove to Alice. Uh, I think so. It's a good uh, sixteen hours. Yeah, Ooh. I did not drive to Alice Springs. That's someone fair. I know was like, "Are you?" Someone I know was like, "Oh my god, you can just go to Ayers Rock." After work, and I went. Oh, it's five hours. Yeah, it's quite fun. <laughs> oh, it is a really? five-hour trip. The sense of scale is pretty messy here in Australia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like you you can get from one side of Adelaide CBD to the beach in like less than an hour, but the difference between Alice Springs and Ayers Rock is a fucking wild Night, nightmare. Yeah. <coughs> anyway, so I flew. That's fair. Um, well, if anyone was listening to last week's episode, you would have heard that I still hadn't watched Mission Impossible Fallout. This has been rectified, and we'll talk about that in a second. But first, uh, as uh, punishment, as penance, as, as a apology, uh, I offered up that I would watch any film uh, that you guys decided upon. And you guys... <laughs> Did we do good? After, well, you did the thing that I was expecting you to do, which was listing off horror movies that would have scared the shit out of me. And it would have been a really unpleasant time. We went Um, more fun with it. No, yeah, you went walk in the park. (laughs) Yeah, you went way more creative (laughs) with it. And uh, so I've now seen Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, it's um, definitely a movie you only ever want to watch once. Yeah, I'm never watching this film ever again. You, you, need, you need a cold shower. You need a cold shower after it. Did as you well. cry on the floor for a while? 
Oh my god! I just, I just, no, because that would have made me feel like I was in the movie, and I really didn't want that. Um, now I've never seen any other Darren Aronofsky films. <laughs> there were one um, pleasant. <laughs> yeah, looking at it, his directed films, they do all seem to be quite unpleasant. I'm seeing Black Swan here, Mother, The Wrestler, uh, Noah. Was that he that Russell Crowe? He, yeah, he <laughs> did do Noah Russell Crowe. He did Noah. Yeah. Oh, what? And that it's Jennifer Connelly again. Yeah, that that was weird. That was a weird moment in history when he directed uh, Noah. That's weird. And they did it as like this big epic. Ugh, I I never watched it. Um. Yeah. Anyway, forget about that. And then yeah, more recently, like The Whale. Um, yeah, this guy just does really dark, depressing stuff. If, hey. if, if mother is like psychologically like fucked up as well, that's that uh, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence one. Very I'm yeah. you, Brayden. I think that Requiem for a Dream is the only Aronofsky film I've seen as well. Well, yeah, honestly, I think that's the way to go because like this. So this <laughs> it, this film was released in the two thousands. And by that, I mean it was released in the year 2000. And it oozes a film that was released in the year 2000. Um, it is... Even the actors. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. The, the music was... Yeah, I loved the music. The music was great. Um, that's, that's holy that's the one thing fuck, everyone what a, remembers. Yeah, it's the most memorable thing from it, other than just how fucked it is. Like... Don't and not it's kids. not fucked in the way where it's like, oh, like people are doing horrendous things to other people or anything. It's like, well, I mean, there's obviously a little bit of that as well. But Sweet. like just seeing these four people's decline mm. as like they are just racked with drug addiction and the things that they do for it. People doing horrendous things to themselves. Oh my god, it's horrible. Are we talking um, about are we talking about the scene? <laughs> with the scene? With Jennifer Connelly. Oh, yeah. Uh, and like her rock bottom. The hick, like, the hick like quote. Her, her rock bottom. <laughs> ass to ass. And they got the guy from Community. Um, What's his name? <laughs> oh, the guy from Community? Yeah, uh, you, he's late season Community. I just can't think of his name. The really? The man that orchestrates the scene. Oh. Is it the, oh. the, the VR guy that lives in the van? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, Elroy. Oh, Elroy. Elroy. Elroy, Elroy. Elroy. <laughs> Elroy Patatnik uh, or something like that. I, don't, I do not remember that. Oh, yeah, that's... <laughs> no. Well, yeah, obviously that was an incredibly unpleasant scene in mm. general. Yeah, um, but, like, everyone is f- absolutely fucked in this film. Oh, my God, the mothers is oh, just horrible. It's mm. so heartbreaking, too. Oh, my God. And just, I- like... When when she's reached the point where yeah she's completely at rock bottom and she's on the train and you're just like I've seen so many of this woman like out in the city like out mm. like just completely off the trolley like broken Ooh, Keith and, David. oh Keith David Keith David's the guy I was thinking of oh yeah, sorry Keith continue. David <laughs> we like Keith David we love Keith David he was in Good the hit me. show Community yeah. <laughs> For those God who didn't damn. know. Oh, you're, oh you're talking about he's the guy who actually, like, is the person she gets with to get drugs. Yes. I thought you meant the guy who said the line asked to ask. <laughs> oh, right. No. He's <laughs> the like, guy. Why? <laughs> the guy who's party yes, that, that guy. is. Yeah. Yeah. That makes more sense. Um, yeah. I tell you what, everyone in it is acting their pants off, quite literally at times. And... Oh my god, it's just fucked. It's so horrible. Who's in it? I, it's it's Leto, Marlon Wayans. Yeah. Leto knows uh, Leto is the perfect person you want to cast if you want to cast someone who is fucked up and at rock bottom. Mm. And we're looking at Fight Club, we're looking at Wrecking for a Dream, and we're looking at Suicide Squad. And just his <laughs> normal life. And yeah, just Jared Leto every day, basically. Um I have I still haven't seen uh the second Blade Runner. I, I, he's the villain. In that, oh, he's he? perfect in that. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's the guy. A, he's you get really the creepy he's, tech guy. Yeah, mm. very good in that. Like a disconnected yeah. tech guy. That's that's who you got. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. That definitely fits his vibe. Um, yeah, it uh, it was 
highly unpleasant. Did did not have a good time. Um, my you wanted. That is exactly what you wanted. So mission accomplished. Ooh, um, I feel like I blocked out practically this entire. Um, I remember the mother's decline the most. I think she gets like a. She get like. She gets um, lobotomized. Electric, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, It's someone gets it's, lobotomized. Yeah. So yes, yeah, where they all end up is honestly weirdly like the 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 black friend in prison is kind of like he's kind of the best off which is horrible to say like he's he's just working in a prison Does camp Jared Leto get amputated or something Jared Leto gets his arm amputated oh cuz he keeps injecting and it's like oh you mate you're giving me and he flashbacks injects, oh, which he injects like, into uh, the horrible wound yeah see yeah, there you go i remember that I remember I, that saw, I saw this movie ye- like five years ago, and you just made me squirm remembering, picturing that yeah. scene. Mm-hmm. I remember. There you like, go. Doesn't he have something over? He takes it off and injects into it. It's yeah, like he, so infected and gross. It's yeah. when it's when they're driving down that because they're the deal that they were going to uh, got interrupted by some dickhead firing a gun in the middle of it, and then so they lost out on their chance to get the good shit. And yeah. then, you know, piecemeal that out and sell it themselves. And so then in a spur of desperation, they were driving down to Florida. And in the middle of the drive, they're like, yeah, cool. We got it. I, we got to test it. Uh, and they do it. And he lifts up his arm and finally his friend sees it. And he's like, he's like dude, that's what the fuck? That's horrible. And yeah, he goes into it, and you're just like, "Oh my god, this is horrifying." Yeah, I don't even want to um, think about that anymore. Yeah, yeah so no, we're, let's we're done with that. From that eh? yeah. um, then they they do get uh, arrested because obviously they go to the hospital because otherwise he would just fucking die. Um, and yeah, so then uh, they they go, they go to the hospital rather than him getting treatment at the hospital. They both get arrested at the hospital then get taken to the, like, county jail. And then when they're doing the lineup at the county jail, being like, hey, who's who's physically able to work? Of which there's many people there who aren't, but they force them to sign off that they can work, which is inherently fucked up as well. Um, and then, yeah, like, Jared Leto's just on the floor and they lift up his sleeve and, like, you can see it, like, for them as well. And they're like, okay, yeah, nah, this guy can't actually work. And then he goes and gets his arm cut off. Chop it off. Um, yeah, the mum gets uh, the mum gets the electroshock the therapy and Ooh. is basically turned into a vegetable. Um, yeah, oh my god, it I like hers was so fucked up because it's just it's that slippery slope that hers anyone like- could fall into. Yeah, it's like she wants to lose weight and she starts taking yeah. these weight loss pills that I think they have speed in them. And yeah, something like that. Yeah. And and, and when then... when um he finds out that she's on these weight loss pills and he like specifies exactly what's in them that's fucking her up and that like is giving her uppers and mm. he's like you you can't be doing this. Stop it. And yeah, she's just she's addicted to losing weight and uh, like her TV as well with uh, was- Shooter McGavin. Yes, yeah, Shooter, Shooter McGavin. Yes, because she's the one. She goes into like psychosis. She can't tell like what's real and what's yeah. not. With she, that, with that, uh, Shooter, with Shooter. She, is he is he a fantasy? She, she was meant to be on the show, wasn't she? And she was trying to fit into a dress for the show. Yes, yes, yeah. She she gets a letter real. saying that she's she's going to she's going to be a contestant on a TV show. And then she hyperfixates on that so badly to fit into this dress, which she wore to Jared Leto's graduation before his dad, her partner, died. Man, it's just yeah. fucked up. Yeah, it's, it's so sad and it's depressing. Like, playing on so many movie? different things. And yeah. and does she? What happens with the show? Do they ever mention if she was like they just went? No, you're not on the show now. No, she never goes so- on the show. No, she doesn't because when she, she gets on the train, it, and it, she dreams about it a bunch and everything. Yeah. But then she reaches the point where she's so fucked up and she's been waiting like months and months and months and months and months because it goes through the different seasons. 
um, yeah. the films like cut up into seasons. And I'm gonna have to watch this again. And then, oh, I don't know, don't. Alex, Honestly, just like watch some clips on YouTube or something. Watch like, Mother. Watch the whole see, thing. Watch one you haven't see the, seen. Like you know when like I remember the arm needle arm yeah. thing, but I kind of want to um, watch it again to. Yeah. Um. No. Oh, I mean, this film is like the film if you want like montages of people doing drugs. <laughs> like it happens like eighty times. This and train spotting. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's like train spotting is like the comedic version of this, or this is the horrifying version of train spotting. How many babies die in this one, though? That's oh, do any babies die in that one? <laughs> hmm. I don't Probably behind think the scenes, so. we can assume. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Aronofsky would have murdered a few babies. They're selling a lot of. They're moving a lot of heroin. A lot of H. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you um, mean in terms of character? No, no, just to get into the vibe on on set. Be like, yep, here's, cool. Here's our baby sacrifice this week. Take seven. Um, but yeah, it's a. Yeah, she <laughs> gets on the train. Seven babies. <laughs> she gets on the train and goes to the TV station, and that's where. Like the paramedics get her. Oh, because um, she's mental, like uh, looking. Yeah, she's going absolutely, absolutely insane. And like again, like shout out to the actress. Like she, she fucking crushed it. Like she's an actress. She, she's from. She she's from looks, other things, isn't she? Yeah. Um. She like gave the feeling of exactly when you see someone on the street, exactly in that position. Mm. Like. Oh my god, she was phenomenal. She was apparently in The Exorcist. Fits. There we go. Um, and Interstellar. Oh, which one? Was she old? She she's definitely old lady. Um, old old Murph. Old old yeah. Murph, right? What's Ellen name? Burstyn. She's apparently in a hundred and forty films. Is she old Murph? Um, old. <laughs> I'm old Murph. Um. <laughs> Don't let me leave Greg. Murph. Yes, yes, she is old Murph. Yeah, she would be old um, Murph. But yeah, uh, yeah, Reckon for a Dream, absolute bummer. Um, I also watched it first thing on a Sunday morning. Um, Beautiful. Which was like actually... Because <laughs> I, I woke up and I couldn't get back to sleep, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And <laughs> no, I definitely won't go to sleep. <laughs> I got an hour into it, and I I happened to like bump my laptop, and like move the cursor and I was like, oh shit, this has only been an hour. So much has happened. Holy I feel like fuck. you've lived an entire life. How long is how long does it go for? It is just under two hours, but it oh, feels like it goes for eight days just because of how quick everything's happening. Um, so, so there's also a French haven't... puppeteer shout out to the French puppeteer. Um when we ha- she's we having haven't... her absolute breakdown in in her room watching TV. The fridge it's is good, like growling at her. It's a good movie, right? It's definitely a good movie. Oh yeah, it was it's a good movie. Like it was a good it's movie. It, it's effective. Best best movie I, I've seen with the Wayne's brother in it. No? <laughs> <laughs> I would say I'd I say would this rather film's watch a scary movie. One. <laughs> scary movie three. <laughs> scary movie one. I'd rather watch scary movie one. Um. I'd say this film is a good film about 80% of the time. I'd say about 20% of it at times feels like it's like someone's experimental art project. It's like one of and, his first films, wasn't it, too? Uh, very pro- much could have possibly. been his experimental project. Yeah, honestly. Like, I, I saw on his, like, on Letterboxd that has a bunch of, like, short films. So I okay. assume... It's I assume he's unique. dabbled in a... Yeah, he seems like he loves his experimental shit, so... The brain, the question is, what did you rate it? I rated it three and a half. Okay. It's I a, think it's one of those. It, it's a, oh, it's rated incredibly highly. Like it's the, definitely the, one of those movies that you is good, oh, is but it? you never want to watch again. Mm. Yeah, the average yeah. rating on Letterboxd has, uh, it's, its average is a 4.1. It, it's like, as a film, That's you're like, yeah, this, this was like a five out of five, but I hated it. And I hated every yeah. second. Yeah. I hate every moment. I, I do not <laughs> yeah. enjoy myself after this. But yeah, you can't not. What happens? What happens to Conley? She just turned to a life of prostitution. Uh, yeah, basically, there's this moment where uh, it's when the deal goes bust and they come back empty-handed, and she is just she's she's been itching and waiting for her next hit, 
and they come back empty-handed and she just snaps and then jared leto's like fine like fuck you if 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 you're gonna be like this uh here's this guy's phone number who because earlier they had said oh this guy doesn't take money for his drugs he only Uh, takes pussy yeah which is also like what the fuck um and then he david everyone he takes a photo of the two of them together and on the back of it writes this guy's phone number and you're just like, wow, that says everything, doesn't it? Like, their life is falling apart. Um, and then, yeah, she obviously in a uh, spur of desperation. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, I remember and- her lo- I, I think, I'm guessing it's her, one of the last but yeah, the uh, thing she does on a table. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's the double ended dildo scene, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's yes. the one. Double ended dildo scene. Ass to ass. Um. Yeah. It was, yeah. It's <laughs> fucked up. Keith, Keith David's character is called Big Tim. Mate. Yeah. Um. And but yeah, Jim McGavin is called Tappy Tibbins. <laughs> so. <laughs> Kind of yeah, he's honestly like he really stands out in this film, like out of nowhere. Like, real shout out to him. I know this is getting a bit long about a film from the year two thousand, but like, he is excellent in that film as the like TV televangelist type person. Do my like three step course thing. Like, mm. oh my god, all those sequences were really really well done. He kills it. We got a winner. Um, yeah, it was. It, it was it was a good movie, highly highly uh, unenjoyable. Um, but oh, it served its then, purpose. On. It served its purpose. You so guys we did, we did well. gave me a miserable time. Again, I was going into it when I thought of it. I was like, okay, they're gonna say like The Exorcist or something, and I'm gonna have to watch the fucking Exorcist or like Here's Hereditary. Thing, I or think something. I think you're far enough now along your line of horror <laughs> movie watching that you're pretty good. Yeah, yeah I f- I feel like. I've I've done quite a few of the classics, so yeah, I think you're. Fine. I'm getting I think, there, and I think a lot of like, you know, and I'll say this: I think if you know movies, horror movies aren't scary, because yeah, once you, you can start... tell from techniques, you can tell from sound design, you can tell from yeah. the way the camera moves, what's mm. going to be scary, when's it going to be scary, like, and that's why really special ones stand out when they subvert that, and they are, then they actually end up being scary. But yep. I feel like if you enjoy movies and you have any knowledge of how they're made and what goes into making them, horror movies just aren't that scary. Mm. It was that it was that thing where uh, the other week when you were talking about the new Dracula film, and I was looking up, I wanted to see the behind the scenes of what the costume looked like, and I was like, well, yeah, I, like people wouldn't Im- inherently think, oh yeah, I'm gonna go look up to see what the practical effects look like. They're just gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna go watch the scary movie. So. Mm. But then I got the tree and I finally got it done. I watched Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh, there we go. You saw Cavill cock, cock his arms. Oh my God, Henry Cavill's so good in this movie. Um, you know what? If you watch it and you just go, yeah, like, I'd love them that they just went, no, he cannot shave that mustache. <laughs> yeah, it, honestly, it adds an extra meta level of enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a good mustache. Oh man, it's a good mustache. I wasn't expecting the American accent that threw me. Um, but, he, uh, he does an American accent most of his stuff, though. I think yeah, it's, true. I think it's rarer for him to have a British accent. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess I, j- I guess I just like watching him in interviews because he's just such a well, nice we all do. person. He, is. he likes he's a gamers. Gamer. We love he's him. A gamer. Oh, he's a big nerd. We love it. Um, but I tell you, I tell you what, I completely understand the hype. This is a five out of five movie. Jesus Christ! Oh my god, it was so good. Um, there it, we go. There the it is. amount, the amount of twists, like, like the spy double crossing, like to the point where, like, I thought I had it. I thought I was on top of what was going on, and then they did another twist on top of the other two twists that they had already done. And um, I was just like. It's just so Simon, impressive. Simon Pegg being the actual yes is great. Oh my god, that was such a good like I I I thought something was going on, but by that scene you were already there was so many other things going on as well. Like I was so focused on those that it had reached the point where 
I like my brain capacity was taken up too much by all these twists. So then when that one hit, it was just like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. Um, yeah, and oh my god, the practical the practical stunts, Jesus Christ. This one's got the best out of any of them, I still think. I think in terms of scale as well, I think the um the helicopter chase at the end is one of the most oh. like exhilarating and most entertaining action set pieces I've ever seen in a movie. Oh, Even down. just like the camera work in that, like because it's jumping between that action and them trying to find and defuse the bombs um, at the camp. <laughs> also, great reveal that uh, his uh, his ex partner's there. Yep. And this was like planned from the start, which is nuts. <coughs> um. Uh, like cutting between yeah the the action there. Like obviously you've got the cinematic like black bars across it for oh, the rest of it, they but then the rest- second they go back to the helicopter stuff, it's all uh, in IMAX big wide. Did you notice and- them go up slowly? Yeah, um, I love it. So there's two parts that does it. There's obviously the the best use of it is when the ha- the the hangar door opens on the plane and it goes up with the hangar door. Yes. Um, brilliant and then when he's running to jump on the payload um yeah it goes up it's so good um oh my there's God. a camera there's a camera sh- like a setup in it that i i every time it cuts to it i love it so much it's literally like they just put a gopro on the part where the payload attaches to the bottom of the helicopter and you see yes. him climb on the railings it oh is, my it is the most immersive camera angle i've ever seen in an action film because you're watching it and you go he's just doing that like yeah, it's, is, yeah, it's insane. You're watching it and you're just like, holy fuck. Like, there's no way any of that is faked because you can yeah. see it. You can it's see it. It's there. And it looks so different from, like, hyper-produced, stylized, mm. like, stunts that you see anywhere else. And you're just like, this is mind-blowing. And you spend time um, with him in the helicopter and he's flying that helicopter. Oh, my God. Anytime they would cut... I want the unedited footage of Henry Cavill just looking suave and like smug that he's winning in that helicopter because they cut to him on this big IMAX camera. And he's, he's just, just sitting, sitting there. there. Yeah. He's, he's just chilling. sitting there and you're watching the action in the helicopter behind him. I love but, it when I love it when he realizes he just goes, okay, and grabs the gun. Yes. Oh my oh, it was just oh my god. And like that's like one scene out of this two and a half hour film that was just flies. it flies it was wall to wall such an fucking amazing. awesome uh um, i think yeah because you you got the halo jump which is also incredible and you get the joke you get the uh it looks like you lost your oxygen joke which oh is my great. god um, yes and it's just, it's just he's he's had no idea what's happened what's just happened and then you've got the that amazing bathroom scene and my favorite thing about that bathroom scene is that they would just get their ass handed to them like this this guy is absolutely mowing them yeah like, they are losing they are losing yeah. bad um, um and i think i think the sound design on Cavill's punches are great too because they sound like they're freaking cinder blocks they sound yeah. like they would they sound like he's getting hit like Tom Cruise punches someone, she's like, and then like Henry Cavill punches someone, it's like, Phew. it's just like, yeah, it's, yeah he's wamping them. He's wamping them. Uh, like you've got he's that, full on then, Mario wamping them. And, it's, and then you've got like the car chase that goes from being like a, a car chase to a motorcycle chase back to into a boat for a bit, then back into a car. Yes. Um. Oh my God. The reveal of. That that was the like he was m- meant to end the chase there, and like mm-hmm. he dives into the like hedge at the end, and there's all the cops, and I was like, oh my fucking god, how's he gonna get out of this one? <laughs> and then it's that was the area where they were doing the pickup, yeah. And oh my god, it was ah, oh, writing and working on this film must have been so fun. Um, another camera angle I love is that when they crash the, the, um, the like cargo, like the van into the water and seeing yes, him the fixed van. onto the thing, him, yeah, him on the last uh, SWAT van, you see the water oh come into him. It's God. incredible. That was like, again, that was another one where you're just like, 
I've never seen anything look that, is, that real mm-hmm. because and it's it also is. just such a cool angle. Oh yeah, it's fucking awesome. Um, and having that guy back as the villain was great with his He's like great. big gruff, crazy looking beard. Um, yeah. he looks so different oh. to the first film too, which is great. Yeah, I was really like, it took me ages to process who it actually was. Um, but yeah, oh my god, yeah, it's it's a five out of five. I 100% agree. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm totally, oh my god, so good. All right, uh, that's this, about this half an really, hour. Sorry, this of is the really bad done. joke. This is a really bad joke. But when we, when me and my mate were watching it again, there's a scene where Alec Baldwin points a gun at someone. Yep. I think he points oh, a gun oh, at Henry no. Cavill. And when oh, he no. did that, we were like, watch out, Henry. <laughs> we'd, we'd scream. And then there's like, I think Cavill takes a gun and then he pulls up another one and we're just like, no. Yes. Yeah, because he gets behind him with the gun and you're like, yeah. oh, shit. Which is Alec like, Baldwin no. with a gun. And he takes it and it's actually empty. And then he just pulls out another one. It's yeah. so funny. That was That was very funny. Yeah, goddamn, so fun. Okay. Um, okay, what has everyone else been watching? Should I go? Well, someone's gonna step yeah, in go, with something go. interesting. <laughs> Who, who's going? I don't have anything interesting. I, I've only got what I what, what I was kind of saying. I watched, um, which oh. was I watched the the hit Adam Sandler comedy. Uh, just go with it. Just go with it. on your thing. The Jennifer one. This was on Netflix, and I clicked play. (laughs) Yep, that's usually how it works, Alex. (laughs) And and I watched it, and I went, "That was real bad." Damn. It's uh, it's not a good movie. He plays, he plays a man who pretends to be married. Um, to pick up women. Right. Yeah. Um, he has a wedding ring and he acts like he's like, he goes to bars and that and pretends like he's got a horrible marriage and his wife is like really bad to him and stuff like that um, to get sympathy. And then he gets the women. Okay. Oh, I, I got to, I got to say <laughs> shout out. Shout out to Sri in the Letterboxd reviews because they've given a half star on a rewatch, mind you. Oh, and they gave another chance. They they were like, okay, maybe, you never know. So then they rewatched it, gave it a half star and wrote, Nicole Kidman is the greatest actor of all time for being in this and not rolling her eyes every two seconds. Oh, she was (laughs) in it. I went to the bathroom during the movie and I didn't pause it because I didn't need to. Um, And... I came back and Nicole Kidman was suddenly in the movie and I was just like, okay. And, and I swear I've seen this movie before. I think it's one of the, like one of the last movies we rented from a video shop before uh, they, yep. they died. Um, mm. I think the movie's like from like what? 2000 something. 2011. Uh, I remember it being at the cinema for some reason. Um, so yeah, I think I watched it back then, but like it was 12 years ago. So I didn't really watch it. I don't really remember it. And then suddenly Nicole Kidman was in and I just went, okay, she's in this now, I guess. <laughs> anyway, the movie sucks. <laughs> Good stuff. So what did you rate it? Two. <coughs> that is the most common review. That's so. well, probably generous, to be honest. You know, from the from writers and directors of Jack and Jill, we expected better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. I can't believe they... I've never seen Jack and Jill. Um, and I think I want to keep it that way. For yeah. The rest of my days. You never want to see Dunkachino. You never want to relive that. Oh, I've seen no Dunkachino. No one deserves I've that. I've watched the clips. <laughs> <laughs> and other than that, I've just been rewatching Parks and Rec. And the block. See? Beautiful. Which... Rewatching. Oh, you're on the block. We love rewatching a good old show. Which the block was meant to be on now, and I've missed it. Thanks to you guys. Sad oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'll put it on we rec- we uh-huh. record at block o'clock? We record, yeah, we re- block o'clock <laughs> is 7 o'clock, and we record at 6.30. Yep. 
I am so, so sorry for interrupting time. your Scotty time. It's fine. I'll watch it on Nine now later. God. MMT Please brought to you by Nine now. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I'm, adamant, I'm adamantly against that. Please no. Other, Please Nine now. The other free to air. TV streaming services are available. No, but nothing <laughs> yes. with the widespread catalog as nine now. <laughs> <laughs> nothing with the variety that they have. Mm, you can sit down, you can watch the block, you can watch. I can't even. Th- what is even on there nine? You go. That's, that's all you need. <laughs> Honestly, that's all, isn't that block. all you need? Alex? I was like, <laughs> MasterChef, no, that's like 10 or something. You can watch The 100 with Andy Lee. I only know that because an ad for it just came on. There you go. Okay, they've got the hundred. <laughs> hey, let's let's be perfectly honest. We're going to real narrow cast to our Australian audience right now. Like mm-hmm. tens, where it's at. Like tens, usually ten... the spicy one. Yeah. Tens got tens got the cheap uh, seats. Yeah, sure. Have you been paying attention? Um, they recently just brought back. Thank God you're here. Ten always had all the yes. cartoons. Um, Simpsons, Futurama. Episode yep. one of Thank God You're Here was very good. Episode two was not very good. Oh. Uh, they can't all be winners. Didn't they have Auntie Donna or something? <laughs> yeah, they had Mark from Auntie Donna on it. And he was very funny. Did he come back for episode two? No, but you can tell how nervous Mark was in his. <laughs> really? Yeah, so his is like, a, he was on like a, a billionaire that went on a talk show. And they had the guy that plays Toadie from Neighbours like to be the other guest on the talk show. And Mark walks in and goes immediately, oh, you're from Neighbours. <laughs> Brilliant. It's a good bit, honestly. Keeping it yeah, real chill. Good. Yeah. Just don't address it. Immediately break the fourth wall in the improv <laughs> Imme- show. <laughs> yeah, immediately, oh, you're from Neighbours. That was, it was good. That's fun. Um, uh, now, yeah, but... Chris, you mentioned uh, before we started recording, Alex had stepped away from his uh, his his incredible uh, streaming recording setup of a phone and an iPad um, and AirPods. And AirPods, we we can't we can't shout the AirPods. Um, but uh, would you like to share with the class what you've been watching? So I had to think about like how did this happen? How did I end up on this road? And um, oh god. I I need I wanted something to watch and you know the other night uh, our internet was out okay because of a power issue oh, in the room that it's plugged mm, in on. What would be handy if the internet's out? Going outside, uh, <laughs> getting some if, fresh if there, air. If there was a shelf where there was a bunch of physical media you could select and or choose from, if you're like me, you have um. Many different unsorted folders of years of downloading and, and acquiring <laughs> certain things. Well, and you, you dip your hand in and you see what you pull out. And it's a lucky dip in there. I happen to have mine season have two. Colors. Okay, okay. Look, I happen to have season two and season three of the, the Thrones sitting there. Oh, no. In the hard drive. Not, Wait, not you didn't even one. want like season there's not one? Season one. No, I didn't have that one for some reason. So, <laughs> Sorry, instead, you know what happens. Yeah, and I think these are here because I, I tried to do like a rewatch and never got very far. And I did do season one then. So that, that was at least before the last time I actually fully watched the show. And yeah, okay. I, I did a little skim of season two and then I found myself like rewatching the entire season three. <laughs> and it's... I- I mean, that was when it was really good. Yeah, it's some of the best TV there is, Brayden. Yeah, but what does it lead to? Look, I know it's great. Let's not talk about that. I'm not there. Let's not talk about that. Diminishing returns, Chris. Diminishing returns. No, we're not talking about it because right now I'm just reaching season three and I'm like, oh my God, this is. It's in a happy place. It's so great. Okay. And then, like, you know, the Red Wedding happens and you're like, yes, like, oh. This I remember the I remember the feeling like you know and you know and the the characters are intersecting because you know they travel there's an actual pacing to the show so like when mm. something happens it's like you you know you've been ex- anticipating it for ages and you know because of that I find because the pacing is actual natural you spend a lot of time with characters not necessarily like 
accomplishing a hard kind of point in the narrative, just kind of living. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the Hound and Arya's best scenes are them just kind of walking. Whereas. Mm. This... Why all the rings are so great. Yeah. Whereas like. Because <laughs> there's three films of walking. Uh, I, I said we walking. wouldn't go there, but we're already going there. Look, in season eight and that, you, these characters, you don't get to know any of the newer characters. Um, the Greyjoy one sticks out in my mind. It's like because because by the time he's in the show, anytime we're seeing a story, they're like bang bang bang. They're doing this. They're doing this. Oh, we're gonna go to the wall. The next time we cut to them, they're at the wall, type deal. Yeah. And there's none of that downtime where we actually experience the characters. And yeah, that that you really feel how much that lacks. Uh, the later seasons, what rewatching the the golden golden era season three. And then season three ends, and I'm like, oh, it's going to start getting shit now. Play the first season episode of season four, and I'm like, oh, wait, this is the season after the Red Wedding. This is the absolute I'm sure, prime. This is the best yeah. season of all. <laughs> I'm pretty sure for, I'm pretty sure up until including season six is still very good. Yeah, so I quickly was reminded, like, wait, the Red Wedding just happened. Like, season four yeah, is when the got... stakes were at their highest, because you just yeah, killed off no, half. Season six... Yeah, Season six is great. You've got the Battle of the Bastards. That's like the best episode of that show. Yeah. So like, I'm still well in the prime and just, yeah, having, coming through this, this getting, getting I, into season four now, I'm just, oh, I'm loving it so much being re-immersed in the world. It's crazy. Like just how good it is. It is. Cause I, you know, especially in a show where like it was in its, like it's prime of that show runs from season two to season six. Yep. I like even like, um even just what I've skimmed through having seen season two, I'm like feeling accomplished when things are actually coming to fruition in season four. Don't we get like a lot of, it's don't it's we, not even been very long. Is it season two or season three where we get a lot of Jamie and Bree? Um Jamie and Brianne, season yeah. three and four. Okay. I yeah. think mainly season three. He loses the hand in three. Um Okay, yeah, so then we get a lot of them. But um mm. Ah, oh, I forgot. Look, what I was going to come to is I've got a, a new favorite character of the whole show. Oh. Ooh. And I always loved him. But Okay, he's... but who who was it previously for you? Um, not sure, actually. Tyrion, I always loved right? Tyrion. Always yeah, I was going to say, I always yeah. loved Tyrion. Yeah. But um, this time around, it... because of the, the part I've watched is like the end of Tyrion in uh, King's Landing, and now... Is it it's kind of moved along. No, no, it's it's Pod. <laughs> it's Pod. Hey, Pod is so good. Good old Podrick Payne. Good and, old Pod, and very well hung. The show suggests. Yes, he <laughs> he smashes Arya right at the end. No, no, that's Gendry. Which, one, which one's... That's Gendry. Oh, they look the exact same. But um, no, Pod is the most. Loyal squire ever, and he's under he's under Tyr- he's Tyrion squire, and Tyrion and him have a very tender moment uh, when Tyrion's in jail in King's Landing, and then I, I completely forgot that he leaves with Brienne of Tarth, and then yeah, he's he he's her and... yeah, and mm. he's her squire, and I'm so excited because yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. So yeah, good Podrick, he's so good. What a, the most loyal squire there is. What a game I'm, of thrones. I'm, I'm honestly really happy that you've brought this this week because like like it's really quite sad like how one like like how something can decline so rapidly and it just it sours the taste of thinking back on anything of it. Yeah. It's like seeing the smartest guy in school work at Macca's like four years later yeah. years ago, he's <laughs> still at Mac. It's it's it's, it's yeah. like, you know. It's really hard because I I honestly, I haven't enjoyed the shows this much since I first watched it because it was so hard, badly tarnished. I think that was like the last, I think maybe The Last of Us kind of got, it never got to, The Last of Us never to this level. Um, but Game of Thrones was like, everyone watched them. Everyone knew what they were doing Monday after yeah, work. Yeah, it was, after yep, uni, it was after the zeitgeist. Whole society was following it as akin to like World War Two or something. Like the, the there newspapers. Was, there, was, <laughs> there was the two year break, 
and then they did the last season, and I like I think that's what really I think like the last season is bad, but I think what makes it worse is that we waited two years for it. Yeah, so the expectations kept growing and growing and growing. Well, yeah, yeah, and then it was it's, um, they, lost, it's they also thing. lost the magic. I think I was listening to a podcast recently where they were discussing cancelled video games. Um, not cancelled as in like oh they like dressed in blackface back in the day. Um, it cancelled as in like they never aren't releasing it. them. And uh, there's so many things there where they were like people get really excited and like long and wish for all these cancelled video games because it's literally just bottled potential. Like there's yeah. no like it could be anything. They could do anything because it's never happening. So your brain sort of, you get your hopes and dreams up about it, thinking like, oh, it could have been the best thing ever. It could have been amazing. And chances are it probably got cancelled for a pretty good reason. But I think, yeah, two, two years without Game of Thrones actually going on, people probably got really ahead of themselves, especially because it was ahead of the books. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, thought, I watched, like, I've watched, t- t- let's say three seasons and like i'm crying when like pod says goodbye to Tyrion. like there's a tear mm. in my eye like i i i can't get over it i cried and just go with it but that was more of like why yeah it's like rediscovering <laughs> God. Existential rediscovered game of thrones yeah <laughs> and now cool. i'm gonna be disappointed all over again <laughs> <laughs> That is my next question. Is, such, a, such a hype. Are you going to keep gonna watching end. it? I'm I'm going to not watch it. Um yeah, I where can't. Are you stopping though? Where where do you stop? I won't watch season 8, I don't think. I I can't do it, man. Like the season, part that I'm thinking seven about isn't even that good. We're seeing a lot of the hound right now. And all I can think about is like, oh, oh like he goes he goes through such an arc and then he him him and his brother just kind of kill themselves and each other in this like really crappy fight. He just oh, they fall just, off a cliff. They fall. They just, jump off the thing. Yeah, he just goes to find his brother and fight him. He's like an undead guy, and they're just like it's just not resolved good in any way. They just just have this stupid fight, and and they both die. Like same as um, that, that, look that we we could go down this road. <laughs> same <laughs> as same as any story arc, they just kind of die or go away for no reason, and it's and um, it doesn't make Jamie sense. And- Jamie and Cersei bricks fall on them and they die. Yeah, that was who I was about to. I remember I about hearing to about that when because I had stopped watching by that yeah. point, like easily. And I remember hearing about that and just being like, "Wait, really? Was was that it?" Yeah. Well, let's not forget we have Jamie's entire character arc over the whole show, um, end in in kind of one conversation and one night where he just decides to go to Cersei, which doesn't necessarily have to be that bad of an idea that that even after everything he still loves Cersei but the way they did it was so bad and then yeah they just get crushed by some rubble that's it yep yeah cool. that's it like but i do and even i even like the idea that yeah he still loves Cersei but the way they did it is just it was robbed it what was, about what, yeah, what about cheap. brand being king what do we what do we stand on brand being A- king again again maybe if they did it right and it made sense but the way uh-huh. they the way they pulled it off was just like why they do you think come all this? Most... Why have I come all this way? <laughs> like... So they, yeah, for someone who's arguably then meant to be the most important person throughout this story, um, we don't see him for a whole season. Yep. Arya <laughs> did nothing with the many-faced god training. Absolutely nothing. Um, the, the White Walkers were wasted. Uh, the Night King was... Let's not talk about the... The what is the it? The longest part night. Of the, show? the longest night. Yeah. The the White Walker battle where the entire battle makes absolutely no sense and And you can't just, see anything. You can't tell what's going on, like in terms of seeing it. You can't tell what's going on in terms of strategy or survival or how any of this makes any sense. Like it's just terrible. Wasn't that famously the episode that made everyone learn how to turn the brightness up on their TV? Yeah. Yeah, no one could <laughs> see a thing. Yeah. That's incredible. It was a- because it, cause really it starts with they just decide to like suicide all the Dothraki uh, uh, into the into like pitch black to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though they I... have walls of fire and like a plan. <laughs> My God, <laughs> I got I got really depressed the other day. Not really, but like, um, 
like, Alex, you know, man, fun, we're your friends. You can talk to us. <laughs> that, like, yeah. fun, fun depression, I guess, or like non-important depression, I guess. Whereas I was looking at, I was like, I needed something to watch. Like, and I just went, I've just watched The Sopranos. Like, what am I going to watch? That's gonna live up to that. Like, and I want something new. I'm looking at all my options. I'm like, have I done it? Have I just like, have, have I hit the limit of like all the good, older like, and like already wrapped up series to watch like drama wise? You, you thought you were the ruined. goaded ones. Like, I, yeah, have I finished the goaded ones? I was like, what do have I have you... left? The Wire. Do I have? Uh, I've got the. Wire, I do want to watch the Wire. Yeah, Sons I hear. I hear great things about the Wire. The Wire, Sons of Anarchy, but I don't even think Sons of Anarchy is like goaded. No, nah, I don't I think, think that, that's not on level of what we're talking about. I feel like saying. it just had a moment in like, at, there was one point where all of a sudden all these people came out of the woodwork and they're like, hey, have you been watching Sons of Anarchy? It's really good. Yeah. And it was what like a, people you would never expect. And you're just like, what, what? You're watching a show about a bike gang? What about Yellowstone? Yeah. No, it's not wrapped up though. Is it good? There's, I don't know, there's multiple ones. And, you know, that kind of ties into my little story this week. Ooh, because, I um, like I said, I, I had season two and season three of uh, The Thrones on my hard drive. Oh, oh, was that just a, was that just a lead up? Did we talk about Game of Thrones <laughs> as a precursor? No, no. <laughs> but this was like, maybe I should So what I really want to talk about is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is yeah, a crescendo. Yeah. This is a crescendo of Chris's story. No, this the is crescendo. just a, This is... You've overdone it. This is just a funny little anecdote, okay? Because... All right, okay. everyone set all your expectations. I was ready right, to jump I'm, on... I'm, to, I'm comfy. I was ready to jump onto season four of Thrones. Yeah. And my friend messaged me. He's like, oh, you should really watch um, Yellowstone. Like, do you want my Paramount? And because I'm an idiot, I was like, oh, that's got Thrones on it, I'm pretty sure. So I was like, yeah, I'll take you Paramount to watch Yellowstone and then realize that Game of Thrones is on binge. It's on binge. You're looking for <laughs> binge. Binge. So um, I, I really, like, really, like, enthusiastically said yes because I thought I would be able to get Thrones on it and I still haven't watched Yellowstone. But you did give me his Paramount. And I'm going to watch it as soon as I get back home. Um, yeah. The JJ Star Trek movies. I really want to watch them again. Oh, okay. Interesting. Because I haven't seen them, so... Yeah, as well. I'm, I, I almost started watching them um, the other night, and I didn't, but like, it's my neck. That's like, I want to watch them again. They're, okay. When I, when I see they're them pop fun. up in your letterbox, I'll make an effort to also jump on them, because I haven't seen them before, mm. and well, I have no connection to Star Trek. So. Worth saying, they're very fun. Having they're watched the... real Star Trek... They're, they're not Star Trek. They're action movies. <laughs> they're yeah, more like Star Wars. Like... Let's call them Star Star Trek Wars <laughs> or something. They're um they're Star, star It's Star it's Star Trek for me. For, for millennials. Yes. You know. Star Trek is for it, millennials. Is it okay as like a entry point? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, it's, I I love I like this thing. But it's yeah, it's it's, 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 it's not got I'm, the it's yeah. not got Trek energy. Uh, that's, gotcha. that's okay, but I hear that one of them does have Trek energy, and it's arguably my the most fun one and my favorite, and that's Beyond. Apparently, um, Beyond's got real big Trek energy. Is that this? Is that three of them in those? Yeah, uh, there's three. There's number one, Into Darkness, and then Beyond. I can't get behind yeah, that because yeah, the third Into... one's my favorite one. I think. What? What are you talking Probably. about? Beyond, I thought it was kind of mid, but um, Into Darkness is, I, is fucking I spectacular. I don't. No, Into Darkness was dumb. We went and saw the third one in the movies. Into probably. Darkness is I think dumb. That's the last time I watched one of them. <laughs> into Darkness, you know, Into I don't Darkness spoil is, it for Brian. It's fantastic. I was going to say thank it. you for thank you for avoiding spoilers, but like this is you got to take this argument. You, you two are yeah. on two podcast. sides of a different coin. Oh my lord! Like, into uh, Darkness I don't, is, is uh, the look, most. I'm them. <laughs> Continue. Give me, give me a reason. Give me a reason. Um. Brayden, what do you know of Into Darkness? Why is it dumb? Uh, uh, absolutely nothing. Okay, so I don't want to spoil it for Brayden. Is it the second the one? Same, 
Yeah, but at the same time, okay. if Braden wasn't why in Star dumb. Trek, then... Well, because they said someone's not a character in all of the marketing and then he ended up being the character oh, in the movie. I remember hearing about that. Oh. Um, well, I didn't care about that. They, I don't know anything about the marketing. And, I'm talking about the and movie. They, <laughs> and they <laughs> explained, like, the reason that everything <laughs> ends well is because they use this, like, some sort of, like, they're like, we just use this person's thing and now everyone's healed and better. Magic blood. All right, I'm just going to say it. Magic blood. Who right, specifically there. gets healed and better and is better? Uh, some people at the end. I remember. I'll yeah, that's not it a huge exactly part of the movie, though. It's the end of the movie. It's like, oh, these people that were sick or, like, um, hurt. This one person. We fix them, we fix them with Khan's magic blood. And yeah. I think they even call it magic blood. It is magic blood. <laughs> it's, it's dumb, though. All right, magic blood aside. They, it's famous because uh, it reverses what happens in Wrath of Khan. It's a remake of Wrath yeah, of Khan. Yeah, it does. And, it, yeah. and a lot of people hated the switch up that they do. I don't care. I but, um, yeah, same. <laughs> Didn't really mind. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a great movie. I, I probably uh, need to rewatch well, the re- particular points you're talking it. about because I'm not really getting Can you rewatch Beyond? Can you? Because now that you've watched all of Stud. I didn't really like Beyond, though, I've got to admit. Did, did you rewatch it recently after doing all Star Trek? Um, no. No, I watched Beyond at the cinema. Okay, rewatch Beyond. Because re-watch I think Beyond. after after you watching all of this other Star Trek, because when I when I remember when Star Trek Beyond came out and all the people who really loved the first two were like, What was that? Yeah. And I mean well and they, then everyone... they destroy the Enterprise in the first five minutes, which is a Well yes. Y- and then what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? And then this is Star Trek. Everyone <laughs> and then and then everyone who who really loved the old Star Trek came out and was like, This is just like an episode of the show. Like something happens and then they're all stranded on like a planet and then they gotta work their way to get off the planet. They're like, This is just like the show. Yeah, but in the show, um the main character, the captain, like Captain Picard doesn't ride a motorcycle around the enemy camp, like, kicking people. But he's Chris Pine. <laughs> yeah, okay, Chris Pine gets he's to do it. He's Hollywood's best Chris. There were no motorcycle-based action sequences in Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ruin it. Well, this is well, where we draw the line. Director of Fast and Furious 3, 4, 5, uh, and 6 has something else to say. <laughs> yeah, he certainly did. Those were some of the yeah. best ones. They were, exactly, which is why I think Beyond is pretty good. And Idris Elba plays a villain. How could it be bad? All right. Well, this <sighs> debate to be reconvened once I've rewatched Beyond. <laughs> and uh, I'll refresh my argument for Into and Darkness. And I will rewatch. Gotta I'm going to rewatch Into Darkness. Hey, man, I could be on the other side. I could be like, let's, you know what? That movie was fucking sick. Let's investigate these claims of magic blood. Exactly. Are we coming back? <laughs> Are we reconvening in a week? Are we coming back We're reconvening. Um, That's right, folks. Uh, everyone, do your homework and uh, make sure to watch the Star Trek movies. <laughs> Come not back the next year of our Lord and Savior 2023. You don't need Come to watch the first next... one. I'm watching the first one. Are you kidding me? Okay, watch the first one. Um, um, I will. I will. We... I will say before before we bring this episode to a close, Michael I do want to check in and Mike, see if Michael did... is alive. <laughs> I'm still here. It's all right. I will. Michael, uh, what I have you watched? I have not watched uh, anything. Michael, so what do you watch? Next week, I'll be coming Tell in. Us what I'll you be watch. coming in hot with uh, two episodes of Only Murders, hopefully. And and do you Ooh, have oh, a Star Trek yay. opinion or? Hey, Michael, you know what Star Trek? I did. I did. I did throw mine out there that I quite liked the third one, but I also haven't watched okay. and seen the third one in the movies with Alex. So. All right. The thing with the third one is. In the cinema, I was no, like, Chris, this, this debate has to, this debate reconvenes. In- <laughs> right, we're going to, we're, okay, we're coming okay, back for MMT. Okay. No more arguments. You can right, write no your more, thoughts no down more. and bring, so them, everyone, bring them to the court put, next week. Put it in your calendar. The end of August 2023, we're going to be discussing the Star Trek films, which haven't had a new film in how long? A while. Uh, like 2016? 20, yeah, 2016. Yeah. This would be mad okay. at this will be uh, resolved in a Starfleet court court of law. Yeah. All right. Everyone, everyone, look forward to that. Uh, get your get your bright uh, solid block color long sleeve shirts out. 
And Brayden, uh, you're gonna watch them too now. You know that. If we're really I know. Them. Well, I mean, now it's actually a reason to finally check them out. I've never checked them out. So yeah. I'm. I've always been curious. I've always been Star Trek curious, you know. But I, I was, I was brought up as a Star Wars person. That's so. how a lot of us Trekkies yeah. start begin. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. just, you know, I'm just, curious. I'm just curious. You know, I just want to experiment a little bit. Try curious. I'm just a little bit <laughs> curious. Um, and. With that, uh, follow us on your podcast service of choice. If you can, leave a review on it. That would be great. Um, I'll you be home can... next week. Alex will be home next week. We'll be back on the video. You can check us out on our faces uh, on YouTube at Millennial Movie Talk. Uh, you can subscribe, leave a comment, like the video over there. And you can add Michael on Facebook. Please. Please do. Getting real lonely. Please, God. And you can follow us on socials like Instagram and stuff as well. And as always, I'm Alex, I'm Brayden, I'm Christian, and I'm Mike, and we're out of here. Goodbye, you losers.